Chapter 9 of On Union with God by Blessed Albert the Great Translated by a Benedictine of Princethorpe Priory This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 9 The Contemplation of God is to be preferred above all other exercises. Whatever exists outside of God is the work of His hands, Every creature is, therefore, a blending together of the actual and the possible, and as such is in its nature limited. Born of nothing, it is surrounded by nothingness, and tends to nothingness. Of necessity, the creature depends each moment upon God, the supreme artist, for its existence, preservation, power of action, and all that it possesses. It is utterly unable to accomplish its own work, either for itself or for another, and is impotent as a thing which is not before that which is, the finite before the infinite. It follows, therefore, that our life, thoughts, and works should be in Him, of Him, for Him, and directed to Him, who by the least sign of His will could produce creatures unspeakably more perfect than any which now exist. It is impossible that there should be in the mind or heart a thought or a love more profitable, more perfect, or more blessed than those which rest upon God, the Almighty Creator, of whom, in whom, by whom, towards whom all tend. He suffices infinitely for Himself and for others, since from all eternity he contains within himself the perfections of all things. There is nothing within him which is not himself. In him and by him exist the causes of all transitory things. In him are the immutable origins of all things that change, whether rational or irrational. All that happens in time has in him its eternal principle. He fills all. He is in all things by his essence, by which he is more present and more near to them than they are to themselves. In him all things are united and live eternally. John chapter 1 verses 3 and 4 It is true that the weakness of our understanding or our want of experience may oblige us to make use of creatures in our contemplation. Yet there is a kind of contemplation which is very fruitful, good, and real, which seems possible to all. Whether he meditates on the creature or the creator, every man may reach the point at which he finds all his joy in his creator, God, one in Trinity, and kindles the fire of divine love in himself or in others, so as to merit eternal life. We should notice here the difference which exists between the contemplation of Christians and that of pagan philosophers. The latter sought only their own perfection, and hence their contemplation affected their intellect only. They desired only to enrich their minds with knowledge. But the contemplation of saints, which is that of Christians, seeks as its end the love of the God whom they contemplate. Hence it is not content to find fruit for the intelligence, but penetrates beyond to the will that it may there enkindle love.
the saints desired above all in their contemplation the increase of charity. It is better to know Jesus Christ and possess him spiritually by grace than, without grace, to have him in the body or even in his essence. The more pure a soul becomes, and the deeper her recollection, the clearer will be her inward vision. She now prepares, as it were, a ladder upon which she may ascend to the contemplation of God. This contemplation will set her on fire with love for all that is heavenly, divine, eternal, and will cause her to despise as utter nothing all that is of time. When we seek to arrive at the knowledge of God by the method of negation, we first remove from our conception of Him all that pertains to the body, the senses, the imagination. Then we reject even that which belongs to the reason and the idea of being as it is found in creatures. This, according to St. Denis, is the best means of attaining to the knowledge of God as far as it is possible in this world. This is the darkness in which God dwells, and into which Moses entered, that he might reach the light inaccessible. Exodus 33, verse 11, Numbers 12, verse 8, Hebrews 3, verse 2. But we must begin not with the mind, but with the body. We must observe the accustomed order, and pass from the labour of action to the repose of contemplation, from the moral virtues to those of sublime contemplation. Why, O my soul, dost thou vainly weary thyself out in such multiplicity of things? Thou findest in them but poverty. Seek and love only that perfect good which includes in itself all good, and it will suffice thee. Unhappy art thou, if thou knowest and possessest all, and art ignorant of this, if thou knewest at the same time both this good and all other things, this alone would render thee the happier. Therefore St. John has written, This is eternal life, that they may know thee. John 17, verse 3. And the prophet, I shall be satisfied when thy glory shall appear. Psalm 16, verse 15. End of chapter 9